0: How you guys doing? is your boy Jalen. Uh, I wanted to start this off a little differently. I wanted to recognize the three UVA football players that were unfortunately shot and killed uh, over the weekend. I I, 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 it's when we talk about the UVA players. Um, gun violence is serious, man. Violence in general is serious. I think. I think a lot of times no matter what it is, a disagreement, an argument, whatever it is, people people, forget the value of life, you know, and forget how important it is, whether it's your life or somebody else's life. And now we sit here today and Deshaun Perry, Lavelle Davis, and Devin Chandler are not here today due to some reason. And I'm almost sure that that reason is not, to me, is not viable enough for them not to be here. So, again, I want to say rest in peace to Deshaun Perry, to Lavelle Davis Jr., and to Devin Chandler, the three UVA players. I'm going to do a moment of silence. Rest in peace. Now, let's start the show. Uh, ever since I can't remember I've been popping my collar I've poppin, popping my collar popping, have been popping my collar, poppin, poppin my collar. Uh, Ever since I can't remember I've been working these Then they better put my money in my hand in my, hand, now, ever, in since my remember, ever since I can't remember I've been popping my collar I've been popping my collar popping, have been popping my collar Ever since I can't remember I've been working these Then they better put my money in my hand, in my hand I know you're sick than sicker When you see the real thicker Welcome, welcome, welcome! I wanted to welcome you to episode two ninety one of the unpopular podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you would do me a favor, please subscribe to every you listening. Please subscribe to every you watching. It definitely means a lot to me. Week ten of this NFL season was filled with uh, storylines. It was filled with with great games. We'll talk about all of them, but let's start. I want to start. I'm gonna be a little I'm gonna be a little biased. I want to start with Washington, Monday Night Football. I want to start with Washington beating the Eagles 32 to 21. Let me a lot of people I'm I'm excited clearly. I'm a Washington fan. I'm from the DMV area, born and raised. So of course I'm going to have ties to this game. But let's 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 in my excitement. Let me be uh let me be honest about what we saw on on Monday night football. First, congratulations to the Washington Commanders for beating the once undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Let's talk on the Washington side. I feel Washington has been Washington has been a franchise that has been searching for a quarterback searching for a player to wrap their arms around. We had I mean think about if you look at the tenure of Washington you had Sean Taylor that unfortunately passed away. We had players like Santana Moss. We had players like uh, Clinton Portis before he he his, his his production fell off. We had players like RG3 for for a couple years. Washington always wants to have a player or or players to wrap their arms around. We It could possibly be Chase, Chase Young. Of course, he's injured right now. But I'm looking at Tyler Heineke. Taylor Heineke, I apologize. Let's be honest about what Taylor Heineke is. Taylor Heineke is a serviceable quarterback. He, he makes good plays when he needs to, but then there are also times where he's like, Yo, what the hell are you doing? Like he's a he's a he's not as he's I don't think he's good enough to be a starter, starting quarterback, but I think he's better than a backup, if that makes sense. He's in that bridge. I mean, I think yesterday he completed 64% of his passes, which isn't the best. But it was enough to beat the Eagles to tell you that. <laughs> um I still think Ron Rivera I, I know we saw the video of him getting emotional after the game, which I understand. But the Washington is now five and five. I'm not going to damper the parade of Ron Rivera or the Washington Commanders. I'm just saying they're five and five um but yeah man shouts out to the Washington they Terry McLaurin looked great Terry I'm trying to Terry McLaurin is a top top 10 re- receiver in the league I know his name doesn't get talked about a lot because he's on the Washington Commanders and because you know he may not be the most flashy like when we look at uh Justin Jefferson when we look at Jamar Chase when we look at Stephon Diggs Devonta Adams they're more flashy but Terry McLaurin, in my opinion, is a top ten wide receiver in the game, and deserves to be. The re- how? Okay, so now let me talk about the totality of this game and why and how I thought the 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 Commanders won. If you look at every Eagles game, maybe one or two, they haven't really had to play in the second half. They've even ha- they've either had a big first half lead, or. The other team that they played just hasn't been good. The question was, if you make Philly play two halves, how would they look? Also, what would Philly look like when they play a team that they've already played? You see, when we look at the schedule, I don't think Philly has played a team, a, 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 a team for the second time. I think Monday Night Football was the first time. Now, Philly is a great team. Don't get me wrong. Philly is still really good. They're eight and one now, but Philly is still really good. But kind of like um kind of like a, a a college basketball rivalry, you know. The NFC East is really good this year, and also it's a divisional rival. And when you play somebody the first time. One of the biggest one of the biggest reasons why the Eagles are able to dominate people is because they play a very unorthodox or unorthodox style of football, and it's hard to prepare for the run pass option when you have Jalen Hurts, uh, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles. Sen- it's very hard to to schedule that or to plan for that. So when you have to play them once, it's it's like oh shoot, like wait like they're coming at you at all so not to mention their defense is good you have you know Fletcher Cox you, now now Davis being out yet, uh Davis being out on the defensive side of the ball was definitely huge for um was was a big advantage for Washington but we saw what happens when a team that's already played Philadelphia plays them again and I'm not saying that Philly is frauds. I'm not saying that at all. I, I know we, I hear a lot of people saying that. Philly got a taste of what it's like when, A, you really, you're really you in a very competitive game with a good, competent team in the second half and a team that already knows what you're doing. Again, it's very hard to, to plan for somebody that you haven't really seen and that's unorthodox that – or as unorthodox as the Philadelphia Eagles are. But when you play them a second time and when you know what they're going to do, when you know the when you're able to limit the run game, and that's another thing that Washington did big. They limited the run game. And with them limiting the run game, I'm not saying that, you know, Jalen Hurts was still okay. It was just Washington was better. So, congratulations to the Washington Commanders. Again, later in the show, I'm going to do pretenders against contenders. Or, you know, if if I'm going to look at the playoff picture right now. And I'm going to decide if the team is a pretender or is a contender. I, I still have questions about the Eagles. And, of course, I'll talk about it further on in the show. And I will tell you why I have questions about Eagles, but one question I do not have question that the Eagles are a good team. You can't be eight and one and not be a good team. And I don't think that they're frauds, like a lot of people are saying, but I do have questions, so I'll leave that for when I do the pretenders and contenders list. But again, uh shouts out to the commanders for beating the Eagles twenty one or thirty two to twenty one. Now let's talk about the rest of these games. Let's talk about the uh, first game that was in Munich, uh, wildly successful. I think it was a sold-out show. The energy was great. You're really seeing that the league is trying to uh, or is definitely integrating more of international game or making football or the NFL version of football more international game. And they're, they're doing it with flying colors. Uh the Seahawks well the Buccaneers beat the Seahawks twenty one to sixteen. It was a good game. You know what I'm saying? Now a lot of people are asking. I think the the Bucks are on a, a two game win streak at this point, two or three game win streak, and it's like, are the Bucks back? No. <laughs> I'll talk about that a little further when we do the pretenders and contenders, but no, did y'all see Leonard Fournette try to throw a pass? Trying to throw a deep pass to Tom Brady. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Uh the Seahawks. This is the first game this year actually where Geno Smith looked like the old Geno Smith. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just chalk it up to, you know, it was just a bad game. And I'm saying that because I don't want to say, oh, he's reverting back. Because the Seahawks and Geno Smith has looked good. Uh Kenneth Walker the third, he was limited to I think about fifteen or seventeen yards. Uh, total which is is shouts out to the Bucks defense um the Bucks defense came to play man Levante David or no not Levante uh Devin White looked really good Levante David did look good it it it, it was a complete game for the, the the Bucks this is the first game where the run deep the run run game actually looked good and and competent for the Bucks so you know, it, the Seahawks just ran into a a, a a tough Bucks team at this point. So shout out to the Bucks. I think the game of the game of the week, definitely the game of the week, and possibly game of the year was the Vikings at the Bills. The Vikings beat the Bills 33 to 30. This was probably the craziest one of the craziest games I've ever seen. You know, when you have Stefan Diggs doing a one-handed catch, uh Justin Jefferson arguably having I I will go down. Let me say, I think the Justin Jefferson catch that we saw was the greatest catch of all time. The reason, and I'll, and I'll say uh, the reason why is this: circumstances matter. When you talk about catching catches like spectacular catches of their, of that magnitude, it matters. You caught Now you hear people say, "Well, the defender helped him catch the ball, bro." It's a, he, he. First of all. <laughs> He when he jumped up in the air, one handed it. Now, I know that he 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 snagged it with one hand from the defenders, two hands and made sure that the ball not only did not hit the ground, but he caught it cleanly. On top of all that, like I said, situations matter. Now, there's two to me. There's three. There's three catches that's in the running for catch of the year or catch of like greatest catch of all time. That catch that Justin Jefferson had on Sunday, the Odell Beckham catch, of course, against you know the one-handed pass interference catch that he had against the Cowboys, and the George Pickens catch that he had this year when he was falling and he had the one-handed catch as well. And the reason why, again. The reason why I say that the Justin Jefferson catch was the greatest catch of all time is because of circumstance. Yes, the Odell Beckham catch was one of the greatest we've ever seen. However, that made the game 7-3. to three. And the Giants ultimately lost that game. George Pickens catch. The Steelers, that was one of the greatest catches of all time. and the, But the Steelers lost that game. And actually, now I think about it, I don't even think George Pickens had like a – Three more catches after that. This game, if if Justin Jefferson does not make that play, the Vikings lose that game. It was in the it was the fourth quarter. It was fourth and eighteen. If Justin Jefferson does not catch that ball, forget everything that happened after the fact, they would the Vikings would have lost that game. Circumstances matter. Not to mention. That catch is the only catch between the George Pickens and the uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Though that's the only one that actually, like, the end result was a win. So, shouts out to, to to Justin Jefferson, man. That to me was the greatest catch of all time. That's me. Now, of course, leave in the comments. We'll talk about it. More than likely, I'll I'll clip this off, uh, put it as a thing, put it as a clip, and I'll let y'all talk about it. First of all, side note. Shouts out to everyone that's been showing me mad love these last few weeks man uh when we talk about views even though some of y'all comments be um be a little aggressive but i do appreciate the view i appreciate the interaction that we have and i appreciate all the followers i'm getting uh it means a lot so shouts out to y'all but back to the game <sighs> That was the, the Vikings-Bills game was one of the craziest endings I've ever seen. And we're starting to see a trend. No, it's not a trend. What we're seeing this year from the Bills is Josh Allen has not been careful with the ball. He has 10 interceptions this entire year. That is That leads the NFL. And you can say it was due to the UCL injury or whatever but this has been going on the whole year and the Vikings are a good team don't get me wrong but you you had two you had a red zone interception you had a game ending interception and you fumbled the ball at the one yard line oh no in the end zone that allowed the Vikings to get the ball uh, to score or they they recovered the ball it was in the end zone so it was a touchdown it's (sighs) Starting to see a trend. I don't like it. But that was the game of the year. Uh, Kurt, C- I'm trying to tell y'all. 1 p.m. Kurt Cousins is the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm trying to tell y'all. Now, uh, clearly I'm um, I'm exaggerating. But Kurt Cousins and 1 p.m., bro, I'm telling. you. The Vikings are a good team, man. The Bills are a good team. But the Vikings are a good team. You, Delvin Cook had, had a big run or two. It, it, this is a good team and this, that was the game of the year. The way that it ended was definitely the game of the year, in my opinion. Uh, and one of the best games to me, I'll put that up there with, you know, not to mention the Vikings had to come back from like a 14 or 17 point deficit. That's, it was a good game. It was a great game. I'll put that up there with, I'm not going to go as far as saying, you know, the chiefs and, and bills as far as, you know. The, the playoff game is not that far. But I will put it up. When the Chiefs played the Rams and it was just a score fest, that was a really good game too. So, shouts out to the Vikings for beating the Bills 33-30. Oh, man. You know what I don't like about bad teams? Or, you know, you know. let me not say it. Let me, let me revise that. You know what is a, a tale sign of a bad team is how do you hold leads or how do you react with leads the lions beat the bears 31 to 30 i think the lions were down like 14 points in the fourth quarter justin fields was 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 going crazy the bears were looking really good and then the lions just stormed back neither neither one here's the thing that the here's the thing that i'm starting to realize about the bears that and and I'm not. Uh, it's it's not it's not looking good, man. I'm not saying the Bears are title contenders or whatever, but yo, the Bears are really good at running the ball, and I think that they're trying to model themselves as like a uh, like a Josh Allen type situation. Like they're no like a like not Josh Allen. That's crazy. The Bears are trying to model themselves as like at least offensively kind of like the Ravens. They want to be run first, and, of course, you have Justin Justin Fields who runs the ball a lot, and he was really good. I mean, Justin Fields looked really good on Sunday until he didn't. But it's just, in the fourth quarter, the Lions made it a point to make Justin Fields and the Bears pass the ball. And once that happened, it was over with, bro. Like, oh, man. Shout out to the Lions for winning back-to-back weeks, too. Um, but... but neither one of these teams are good man now i will say the lions are better than i anticipated especially offensively uh even with jared Goff as their starting quarterback they they're better than and i said this a couple weeks ago how i am shocked and pleasantly surprised of how good their offense is the problem with the lions is they could not finish games and 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 the bears even with losing Raekwon Smith or Roquan Smith and uh, Robert Robert Quinn, well, I can't say they were good league because they gave up 31 points. Um, I don't know, man. It's This was an offensive game. Uh, both teams were good. I just – I don't – I'm starting to see how – or not starting. You can see how to beat the Bears, and that's something that they're going to need to work on. It's something that Justin Fields is going to need to work on. Uh, if he run, if you if he has open space, he'll be great. But and that's one thing that the Ravens are or Lamar Jackson is really good at. I know that you know. I, I don't know why I'm talking. All right, one thing that Lamar Jackson is really good at is he's great at running the ball. Clear as day. Like everyone knows when Lamar Jackson runs the ball, it's he's a threat. But his passing game is very underrated as well. Like Lamar Jackson can pass the hell out the ball, and. Like, like think about this. Justin Fields on Sunday was 12 for 20 for 164 passing or 167 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He carried the ball for 130 or no, he carried the ball for 147 yards. Really good. They ultimately lost because again, in situations when you had to pass the ball, you weren't that good. And and hey, shouts out to the lions for doing that shouts out jared Goff was was good too so shouts out to the Lions. i just think if the bears want to make that step and if justin fields want to make that want to make that step and you're trying to model your game around lamar jackson which it seems like the bears are trying to do sure up that passing game now that also let me see something that also does it it does kind of matter who you pass to like let me see uh Cole Komet had 74 yards. What did Chase Claypool do? One yard one reception for eight yards. Chase. Man. (laughs) You know, side note, no, we'll talk about it a little later, but that's crazy that Chase Claypool had one reception for eight yards. That's all I'm saying. Shouts out to the Lions for beating the Bears. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Jaguars twenty-seven to seventeen. This is yet another game where Patrick Mahomes threw four four touchdowns. I said, and I, I'm just gonna keep reiterating. Washing, no the the Chiefs' offense is the best unit in football. When you talk about Patrick Mahomes and McCole Harmon, who didn't play. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Now you have uh, Kadarius Toney, who I think scored two touchdowns. The Chiefs offense is incredible, man. Mm. Like there was the Chiefs. The Chiefs are great, man. I'm not going to lie to you. The Chiefs are great. There's not really much you can analyze about this game, uh, even w- without McCole Harmon, they still look like the Chiefs. It's it's crazy. Uh, the Dolphins beat the beat the Browns thirty-nine to seventeen. Um, again, I'm going to talk about my pretenders and contenders lists coming up, but. We really have to have a serious conversation about the Dolphins, and we will have a serious conversation about the Dolphins a little later. But this is the second or this is yet another game where Tua throws three or more touchdowns with no interceptions. And I will go. I was wrong about Tua. I was wrong about the Dolphins. Um, I didn't think Tua was this good or was going to be this good. Uh, I was drastically wrong. I was wrong about Nate McMillan. Um, and we'll talk about it. But and for the Bears, I mean for the Browns, bro, their season is uh their season's over. Because here's the thing that I was just thinking about. What you're asking is what you're asking Lamar, well, what you're asking Deshaun Watson to do, and we know how good of a talent Deshaun Watson is. You're asking him to come into a—he uh, uh, hasn't played in what damn near two years. To come and save a franchise season, and when I say save, I mean get them to the playoffs. Yeah, nah, that's that's crazy. They're three and six at this point. And by the way, a lot—something that's not talked about—is. This is yet another game where Miles Garrett, who is one of the best, if not the best, defensive player in the league, and Jadavion Clowney did not record a sack. There's a lot going on with the Browns, man. And uh, expecting Deshaun Watson to come and save it, at least for this season, isn't the smartest. Or isn't the—I wouldn't put my money on that. Let's just say that. So, But shout-out to the Dolphins for beating the Browns. The Giants beat the Giants beat the Texans twenty four to sixteen. The Texans suck. I'll be real with you. Um, shouts out to the Giants. They're seven and two. Nobody, including me, thought that the I don't even think Giants fans thought that the Giants would be seven and two. But uh, shouts out to them. Shout, uh, they they handle business. You know when you're playing a team that only has one win. You got to handle business, and they did. So, shout-out to the Giants. The Steelers uh, beat the Saints 20-10. to 10. I was shocked that the Steelers beat the Saints. I think I was more shocked because I thought the Saints – the Saints have been terrible this year, especially defensively. But the way that the Saints lost against the Ravens on Monday Night Football, I believe, I just – I thought that they would come back and – and exact some revenge, quote unquote, against the Steelers. Not to mention, you know, you still have Kenny Pickett. I don't know if he, at least short term, is the is the answer. But the Steelers were incre- the, the defense. Now I will say that I do want to see the Steelers just keep getting hit left and right because you get you you get TJ Watt back, but now Minka Fitz Fitzpatrick is going to be out for a couple weeks um, with an injury but they handle business man the saints suck bro the saints are terrible and that's and that's crazy that i i have to say this because again i thought i was one of the people that had the saints at, at least making a deep playoff run but for some reason andy Dalton's still starting the defense has been horrible now i know it's dealt with injuries but the defense has been horrible, and the defense was their calling card. It's the thing that I thought was going to propel them to new heights. Saints are 3-7, ter- and seven, bro. The Saints have the same record as the freaking Browns. No, as the Jaguars. Come on now. The Saints. But shouts out to the Steelers uh, <laughs> for winning 20-10. to 10. You know, another question that I have, um, another question. I was talking to a friend of mine that who's a Steelers fan, and they asked, uh, they this, they they asked me how long this rebuild is gonna be, right? Because the Steelers, there's no way, heaven and hell, you can think that the Steelers are not in a rebuild like they are. And I told them, I think it's gonna be a while, bro. I think it's gonna be a l- longer than three years. And, and that's no offense to uh, Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin is still a great coach. But look at the Steelers' track record as far as um, preparing for things. You see how long it took for the they still there. Now you think we do think that Kenny Pickett can can possibly be the 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 answer to their prayers. Um, but what if he isn't? What is their backup? And the Steelers are not – I will give credit to where credit is due. The Steelers are not – they've been good majority of their tenured as a football team. Mike Talon has never had a losing season. I mean, we know about the Steel Curtain. We know about their previous success. They've had some incredible players from Troy Polamalu to Big Ben to um, the bus. You know, they've had some – James Harrison. They've had some great players. So they're not used to having to plan to be bad, or they're not used to dealing with being bad. And there's shouts out again on Sunday, but there's no way that you can look at this team and think they're good. They have some good pieces. Hell, they, Minka Fitzpatrick is a really good piece. Uh, TJ Watt is a very good piece. Cameron Cameron Hayward is still a really good piece. Najee Harris can be a good piece. It's just the offensive line really isn't that good. George George Pinkins can be a good piece. Hell, Kenny Pickett can be a good piece. But as a team, as a whole, nah, they're not good. And they're going to have to adjust. They're going to have to figure out how to. They're going to have to do something – It's kind of like putting me on Chopped. For people, I don't know if anybody has watched Chopped. The uh, the cooking show really good show really intense show but it's kind of like putting me on chopped i can make a mean spaghetti bro i can make a mean a, a, a mean pizza as far as like from the ground up i can make a mean pizza but you put me on chopped and i am a fish out of water that doesn't mean that my pizza or my spaghetti making skills is anything less than good but I can't do what they do. You're asking a Steelers organization that has been one way this majority of their life, which is good. The Steelers have been good since I've been since way before I've been alive. I mean, you had Terry Bradshaw. Like, they've had great players. Now you're asking them to how do you operate when you're not good at all? And when I say let me not say at all, that's a little spice. When you're not good. Kenny Pickett could be the answer. I don't know. He does look like he has some promise. And, again, you still have some good pieces. I think I found out this week that uh, TJ Watts only, like, 28 or 29. Like, I didn't know he was that young. Uh, but we'll have to see. But, again, as in the in the immediate, congratulations for the Steelers uh, for beating the Saints 20 to 10. The Titans beat the Broncos 17 to 10. First of all, let me talk about the Titans. Congratulations to the Titans. The Titans are one of the best coach teams in the league. You, They they almost beat the Chiefs with Malik Willis as their starting head coach. Um, they've been really good. They've been really good. Mike, uh, Mike Vrabel is one of the best coaches in the NFL, especially when you're dealing with a team that is, doesn't have the most talent, even outside of – I mean, yeah, you have – Uh, Derrick Henry but outside of Derrick Henry offensively and uh, Ryan Tannehill a little bit you don't have that much talent for the a team to not have that much talent and to be six and three is incredible and that's that that is you can really you have to look at coaching to say hey the Titans are really good so shouts out to the Titans and the Broncos Shouts out to Richard Sherman first of all So this isn't this Richard Sherman brought the I brought this to my or brought it to the intention of the world. And I'm going to speak on it. People are asking why how Russell Wilson is this bad this fast, because, again, the beginning of last year, last season Russell, or until Russell Wilson, probably halfway to the season. My opinion, Russell Wilson was the leading candidate for the MVP. Last year, you know, they had the whole let Russ cook campaign like Russell Wilson was was great. So you go from that. Now, I know you have the hand injury. He came back earlier than he was supposed to. He didn't look good down the end of or towards the end of the stretch or towards the end of the season. Bada bing, bada boom. He gets gets, goes or gets traded to the Broncos. We're here. People are asking how Russell Wilson looks this bad. And I'll go back to my chopped analogy, right? You you drop me in chop and say, now I'm ex- like you drop me in, you drop me on, on the show chopped, and my specialty dish is spaghetti. Let's just say my specialty dish is spaghetti. I make the greatest spaghetti in the world, right? Like, I I stand by my spaghetti. Spaghetti, if you, if you put me in a cooking competition and it was make spaghetti, nine times out of ten, I'm going to win. But you put me on chop and they're telling me that I have to make lamb chops or they're telling me that I have to make pork chops. I'm not going to be as successful because... That's not my specialty. In Seattle, Russell Wilson flourished when the offense was play op- or run pass option. You had Marshawn Lynch, and he was able to get out the pocket. He was able to use his legs. He was able to. He was able to uh, adapt to, to movement. on the Broncos Nathaniel Hackett it seems like he's trying to make him a solely pocket passer which Russell Wilson can do but that's not where he flourishes at so now you look at Russell Wilson he doesn't he doesn't see the 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 he he doesn't see the field very well and he look and, and think about it this is i think the second game where second game in a row where the first few the first half he looked great first half he looked like Russell Wilson to vote he was getting out the pocket he was running he was hitting receivers uh Corland had a really good incredible pass catch and then what happened the second half where he was again and that's where I talk about coaching you know the sign of a good coach when you know are they able to, what do they do with second-half adjustments? It seems like the second-half adjustment for the Broncos is make Russell Wilson a pocket passer, and now he looks terrible. It was just punt, 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 game-losing game, game losing inter, or interception. I'm not saying that it's all on Nathaniel Hackett, why the, the Broncos are as bad as they are, but he does bear a lot of... of, of Weight to this issue. You're make you're trying to force him to do something that he has not excelled at. Now I'm not saying he can't be good, but he has not excelled in this offense. You're asking again, I can be the greatest spaghetti maker ever. I can be the greatest chef when it comes to spaghetti. But when you ask me to start making pork chops, to start making, uh, uh, you know, start making, I don't know, mozzarella sticks, things go left. And that's what – it just feels like The Nathaniel Hackett and this offense is trying to turn Russell Wilson into a pocket passer, which he can do. He does have one of the best deep balls the league has ever seen. But as we're seeing, it's not – He's not working. It's not working. So. Shouts out to the Titans for beating the Broncos 17 to 10. Oh, man. The game to talk. The game I need to talk about. The Colts beat the Raiders 25 to 20. Let me first address something because I'm seeing a lot of people. If you go to the comments when I talked about Jeff Saturday. Um. People were saying that I was pretty much like uh, upset that Jeff Saturday got the job. People were saying that I, you know, was preying on his downfall. People were saying that I didn't want Jeff Saturday to get the job. Um, That's not true at all. I know Jeff Saturday. I don't know him like I can call him up and say what's good. But I know Jeff Saturday. And I'm happy. And I and if I didn't convey that the right way, then I, then that's on me. But I'm happy that Jeff Saturday got the job. I think Jeff Saturday would be, uh, uh, I don't know how he'll be uh, moving forward. But I think Jeff Saturday was cool, you know. And I sort of understand the hiring uh, aspect, seeing as though, the Colts put so much money into their offensive line. And for their offensive line to be this terrible, of course, you're, I understand now hiring a offensive line special, special, like a person that's played offensive line his entire career. I get that. Um, I want I want nothing more than Jeff uh, Saturdays to succeed. That's that's what I want. Here's what I was saying though. Jeff Saturday. Now Bill Cowher, <laughs> Bill Cowher and the CBS crew went crazy on you know Jeff Saturday saying this is a disgrace to the coaching position and and uh, he should never have even been a candidate and this that, and the third and this this is a blemish on head coaching. But look. I've said this before, and I'll say this again. You can't tell billionaires how to spend their money. They're going to do what the hell they want to do. If Jim Irsay uh, thought that Jeff Saturday was the best person to get the job, which he clearly did, he's going to hire them. My problem with the situation, and it's not just a white and black thing. My problem with the situation is there are there were multiple people on the coaching staff there's multiple people you know that's not on the coaching staff that have been coordinators for years that would be great for the position that didn't even get considered and that to me is the problem again I can go to Eric me. I can go to a lot of African American coordinators that have been coordinated for years and deserve to be head coaches. They've put in the work. They've put in the sweat equity. They've put in that. They've put in the time. But, again, it's not just a, a black thing because look at the coaching staff that was already on the 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 Chiefs. I mean, not the Chiefs, the Colts. You're telling me none of them could have been the interim head coach? You're telling me the people that have been around this team longer than Jeff Saturday as far as, you know, day-to-day you telling me they couldn't they couldn't be the interim head coach? Interim head coach? The interim head coach? You're telling me just like you gave Jeff Sardy the the opportunity, you think they couldn't do it and they didn't deserve it? I'm not gonna go as far as say it was a disgrace or, or anything like that. Uh I want nothing but success for Jeff Sardy. I think he's a really cool dude. He's a really great dude. Um But all I was saying is the, the hiring process in this situation, I don't like how it was done. That's it. And I feel like there's a lot of people that deserve, deserve an opportunity to be a head coach. Not just handed an opportunity. That's all I was saying. But shouts out to Jeff Saturday for getting his first win as a head coach in the NFL. Uh, was just so happened to be his first game, uh, the coat and the coats look great. You can tell. It's kind of like what 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 happened with the Lions and and Dan Campbell. The you can tell the players wanted to win for Jeff Saturday. It, they just it was a different pot. You know, uh, Jonathan Taylor had the best game he's had all year. The offensive line had the best game they've had all year. Matt Ryan came back and Matt Ryan looked good. They had Matt Ryan old ass running man the man ran a quarterback sneak look that was that was damn near the slowest court that was almost as slow a quarterback sneak as tom brady running it but it was very successful i think it was like 20 25 yards maybe even 30 yards but you can just tell that this colts team wanted to win for jeff saturday uh and they they played spirited now the news that came yesterday was that Shaq leonard will be out for the season with uh I think season and back surgery or something like that. So I pray for a speedy recovery, but you can tell that the Colts wanted to win for him and, and it was a good win for the Colts. You know, it, the Colts surprisingly, even four five and one are still in the hunt for the playoffs. Uh, but shouts out to Jeff Saturday for winning his first game and shouts out to the Colts. Again, Jonathan Taylor looked the best that he's looked all season and this offensive line. The thing that you can, you know, they brought Jeff Saturday for looked the best that they've looked all season. Now let me talk about the Raiders. And let me talk about Josh McDaniels. Um I heard Colin Cowherd talk about um the Raiders and Josh McDaniels and how we should give him a break uh because of everything that the he that this organization he has had to deal with over the last year and a half from Henry Ruggs to I forgot Homie's name but the dude that was online threatening people with guns who got <laughs> who got released um and it looks like five of their no five of their seven first round draft picks in the last few years have been either been cut i actually have been cut and the latest one being Jonathan Abrams uh we know about the head coaching situation and Jay Gruden, um, John Gruden. I'm sorry. Uh, it's been a tough sledding. It's been a tough road for the Raiders, and they were saying that we should give them a break. And for people like myself that were calling for uh, calling for Josh McDaniels' job, should just give them grace and time. Hell, uh, Mike Del Rio, or Jack Del Rio, the owner of the head coach, came out and said, you know, it should we should be patient with him. Here's my here's my issue in why I think that you shouldn't be patient with Josh McDaniels, because if you look at this, look at the press conference that uh, or look at the the post game talk. And Ryan, Ryan Clark pointed this out. Look at the post game talk that that uh, what's his name? Derek Carr had how he was emotional and crying and stuff and, and saying that uh, there he loves Josh McDaniels. He loves the coaching staff. but And then he also talked about that there are some players that, you know, put everything into it. And you don't know what some players have to do to get, you know, just get into bed and get out of bed, you know what I'm saying, and what they have to put into their bodies to to function, which I understand. I mean, this is a very physical sport, probably one of, if not the most physical sport. So I I would never understand because I don't play in the NFL, but there are people you've heard multiple stories of, you know, Monday or, or Tuesday after the, the day after the game. A lot of them can't even get out of bed because they're so sore, you know what I mean? But when Derek Carr said some players, and that told me just like it told Ryan Clark, everything you need to know. This is a divided, a divided locker room, and I understand that you you know you you don't have Darren Waller. I understand you don't have Hunter Renfro, but. Even with all the turmoil and stuff that went on last year, the Raiders still made it to the playoffs. This Raiders team is 2-7, and seven, arguably the worst team in the league. A team that has Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, who has been really good this year which I think is also coincidental that this is the year that his fifth year option was declined, but he's still having a great year. And Devonta Adams, healthy players. You're two and seven. I understand that last year they won like six games. Most of their games are one score games. Most of them that the the, the Raiders are in. Most of them are, are, are one score games. I understand that last year they won most of those one score games. But I'm not talking about well, the only product on the field I'm talking about is of course being two and seven, but when 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 you hear Derek Carr say what some players would do to get on the field, that means that some there's a divide somewhere. And to me that starts at the head coach. And and let me ask you, let me ask the, the 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 listener or the viewer. Has Josh McDaniel showed you anything to to remotely think that he's a good head coach? I'm not saying coordinator. Has he showed you anything this year to make you think that he's a good head coach? Like think about it. Like what is what what is he shown? Derek Carr has regressed. And it kind of goes back to uh Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Do you think Derek Carr is one of the league is one of the NFL is one of the leaders in NFL history and comeback wins? NFL history. You think he looks this bad for Devontae Adams is still one of the best wide receivers in the game, if not the best. You think – now, he looked really good on Sunday, but all I'm saying is this. You can give Mike or Josh McDaniels grace and give him time, which I understand. But what has he done as a head coach to show that all he needs is more time? But you lost to a team that going into the game had a first-year head coach. And when I say first year, I literally mean first year, not not any coaching position at all in the NFL or college. You lost to Matt Ryan, who struggled this entire year. He got benched for Sam Ellinger. You lost to a team that their offensive line and running back has had the worst seasons this entire year, and now they come to you and have a resurgence. Yeah, Shout out so to the Colts for beating the Raiders. <laughs> Green Bay uh, beat the Cowboys thirty-one to twenty-eight. Um, let me first address what everyone is addressing. And that is Aaron Rodgers yelling at his coach. Uh, It was fourth quarter, I think two minutes left, and they were marching. They were dominating uh, the Cowboys, especially in the run game. Aaron Jones had an incredible game, Uh, and it was like fourth and one or fourth and two. And instead of electing to go for it, uh, Matt LaFleur punted the ball. And Aaron Rodgers was seen yelling at Mac LaFleur Look, I understand Aaron Rodgers in this point. I don't know if I'd yell at him so aggressively, but I understand Aaron Rodgers was absolutely right. He was rolling the offense, or the offense was rolling. The Aaron Jones was rolling. Yo, the you have a cha- your season is on the line. Your season is pretty much teetering at this point, but it's definitely on the line. Be aggressive. And it's not like be be blindly aggressive like like Staley does for the Chargers. No, be aggressive. Go get the win, bro. Don't play for overtime. Now they ultimately won, and you know, Aaron Jones had an inc- Aaron Jones went crazy, bro. It, it Tom no now. Aaron Rod no yeah, Aaron Rodgers didn't have to do much. He passed the ball 20 times. 14 for 20 for 220 224 yards, uh three touchdowns. Aaron Jones carried the ball, which is kind of crazy. It, it, for some reason, it, 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 which which I'm happy for. It, Green Bay found out who Jaron Jones was. Green Bay clearly forgot who their running back was. They figured it out. On Sunday, ran the ball 24 carries for 138 yards. And boy, that man, Christian Watson, that man, (laughs) Christian Watson dropped two passes Two like his first two passes were like drops. And then he beat them over the top three times for touchdown. Shouts out to Christian Watson, the rookie. But you know it's crazy. They, he, it's not funny, but it's it's terrible. Uh, Amari Rogers got dropped. A, a team that is is searching for wide receiver help. Dropped a wide receiver in Amari Rogers. He's had a fumbling problem. Um, this it's yes he he fumbled again on Sunday and lost a fumble. It it wasn't good. But the Green Bay Packers beat the the Cowboys, um, beat the Cowboys in overtime. You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers said we're not dead. And this Green Bay Packers, now people can argue, was the Jair Alexander play on uh, on CeeDee Lamb, a pass interference or not. It's a bang, bang play. I don't I'd probably say pass interference, but I don't know. It wasn't called, so. But um Green Bay played a really good game. And Dak I, Dak Prescott had two horrible interceptions. Um I'm going to talk about the uh I'll talk about them a little more when we when I do the pretenders and contenders list. So, shout out to Green Bay for beating uh the Cowboys. The Cardinals beat the Rams 27 to 17. Neither starting quarterback played. Kyler Murray was out with a hamstring, and I believe that uh, Matthew Stafford was out with a concussion, like protocol or concussions. I know Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Cooper Cup um, is out. He's on IR now, and he has a high ankle sprain. Uh The Rams suck, bro. (laughs) It's crazy how a team that has the big names that they have, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, uh, Jalen Ramsey, can go from winning a Super Bowl to now. There's no way they're making the playoffs. Unless something drastic happens, there's no way they're making the playoffs. No way. Mm-mm. No way! It's and that's crazy for winning a Super Bowl and not making the playoffs. The 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 drop that I thought they would have, or the drop that I thought that the the Bengals are what would have, is exactly what the Rams have. The Rams are terrible. They don't losing. I didn't realize how big it was losing Von Miller and losing Odell Beckham Jr. But it's huge, man. God Lord, the Rams suck. The Cardinals suck too. I know they won but they're not good. That's not was not a good game. Shouts out to the Cardinals for be the Rams. Um 49ers beat the Chargers 22 to 16. I keep saying this, I think that the, the I think that they have the best roster on in the NFL, the 49ers. Um the Chargers have a lot of injuries. Uh and Justin Herbert was good, but he was out by Jimmy Garoppolo. Um it's a good team, man. That's a good that's that was a good win for the 49ers. So shouts out to you guys, man. Um that has been my week ten breakdown. Uh let me know what you guys saw. And uh I've been <laughs> I've been teasing this whole play uh contender pretender thing. The entire episode so let's get to it i'm going to talk about each team that's pretty much in the playoffs right now and some that are on the bubble and give you if they're pretenders and contenders and why let's start with the chiefs uh let's let's make this one fast the chiefs are definitely contenders when you have Patrick Mahomes they're, they're now the only problem the only problem I see and it's been a problem for a minute is their defense. Uh there are games where the defense looks incredible, but there's defense there's games when the defense looks terrible. Um, but you should I have Patrick Mahomes, you have Andy Reid. Really good, really good, really good. So yeah, Chiefs are contenders. Um The Dolphins. Again, I was wrong about the Dolphins. I was wrong about Tua. I was wrong about uh, Mike, Nate McMillan. I was wrong about a lot. Nate McDaniels. Oh, I said Nate McDaniels, not McMillan. Nate McDaniels. I apologize. I was wrong about the Dolphins. The Dolphins are definitely contenders, uh, which is crazy to say with Tua. I mean, when you have the fastest. Tyreek Hill, in my opinion, will win the Offensive Player of the Year. Um he is on the cusp of win. how many he's on the cusp of getting 2000 yards 2000 yards that's that's incredible and yeah the dolphins have been great they you have i have to put them on the contenders list they're 7 and 3 they're really good bro like come on now they're 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 that good then that's that's saying a lot that's pff, the dolphins are tough and the de- the defense is not as there's not there's not a big drop off between the offense and defense either so yeah i have um, the dolphins are contenders to me the eagles yes uh, now i will say this and this is what i was going to this is what i was going to talk about when i talked about uh, the eagles in the top of the show when you look at the eagles wins they're not against many top tier talent um now, I will say that they have dominated most of their games, but they're not really playing the best of teams. So, and they're not really playing teams twice. Now, I do want to see what they look like against the Cowboys. I do want to see what they look like against the Giants again. But the first team that they played twice, this is the Washington Commanders, they lost. Um. All I'm saying is... I do need to see what they look like um, against top tier talent. You know, like what do they look like against a playoff team? What do they look like against uh, a team that is good or is 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 on their level at this point? Because um, if you look, let me see. I want to. S- they played Dallas without without Dak Prescott um but their wins are against let's the jaguars the lions the eu wait i'm sorry <laughs> that's to washington um the eagles wins are against give me a second as i look this up cuz i can tell you now it's not against the 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 most top tier talent i'll just be real with you Their wins are against the the Lions, the Vikings, which the Vikings are good. I will say that. Uh, Washington, the Jaguars, Arizona, Dallas with no uh, Dak Prescott, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Houston Texans. That's their wins. So their best win is against the Vikings. And I think a whole bunch of players were out against the Vikings. So all I'm saying is this, man. Um, I I think that they are contenders because I mean, they're eight and one, but I do need to see what they, what they look like against, you know, against top talent, especially closer to the playoffs. Um, so I will say the Eagles are contenders. Uh, the Titans I don't think the Titans are contenders I think they're pretenders um, When you have Again the, Even though they, they are a well coached team And they are a rugged scrappy team The Titans have won The same way they've won year in and year out And that is pound the ball with Derrick Henry Make sure, or hope that Ryan Ryan Tannehill doesn't have to Throw the ball as much as possible That is cool That's just, You can sustain that until you get to the playoffs, and as we've seen with the Titans, they they fold in the playoffs. So, and, and there's nothing that I've seen this year to change my mind about that. In fact, I feel worse than that because they did lose AJ Brown. So I think that the Titans are contenders. I think the Vikings are uh, uh, surprising to say, even the Vikings are contenders. You have, you have. Uh, the only question that I have with the Vikings is is Kirk Cousins. Um, there was there were a couple passes on Sunday where Kirk like what are you doing, brother? But when you you have tough pieces on the offensive side of the ball, there uh, Justin Jefferson, Delvin Cook, you have Adam Thielen. The defense is great. Harrison like Patrick Peterson. This team is is a contender, which which is crazy to say that the Vikings are, but. The Vikings are a contender. The only question that I have with the Vikings are, will Kirk, can Kirk Cousins get them over the top? Can Kirk Cousins in big moments, can 1 Can one p.m. Kirk Cousins show up in the playoffs? If that's the case, then they definitely have a shot, uh, and they're definitely contenders. The Baltimore Ravens, contenders. I just think that because Lam- people sleep on Lamar Jackson's passing ability. Now, the thing that I do have pause on is their offensive talent, as far as the wide receiver core. Losing Rashard Bateman is huge. Um, now we do we I do want to see what Deshaun ha- Jack Deshaun Jackson has left in the, in the tank. You know, you still have D Renee and you still have Mike Mark Andrews, who I think is the second best tight end in the league at this point. Um, the defense the defense looks a lot better. Uh, with Roquan Smith now the defense was one you still have you know Marcus Peters uh, Marlon Humphrey but they're they kind of gamble a lot but I like this Ravens team and the Ravens team if they keep to their identity run the ball pound the ball you still have Lamar Jackson he can make plays when when he needs to uh I think they're contenders the Seahawks I think they're pretenders I think they're pretenders, even though they have been incredibly good this year. They've been a lot better than I thought they were. Uh, I still have Keith, uh I still have Pete Carroll as the coach of the year at this point. Him and Brian Dayball is going back and forth, but the Seahawks. I just it's it's hard for me to look at what the Seahawks are doing, and I've seen until I I will be pleasantly shocked if you look up in the in and, and, you know. The Seahawks are making the deep playoff run. I'll be pleasantly shocked, and I to come on here and say I'm wrong. But I just I don't know. I don't know the defense. The defense is good, has been better. But you know what defense are you going to get in the playoffs? I don't know. Uh, is Geno Smith really Geno? Is this the new Geno Smith, or or is what we've seen in the past the real Geno? You know I'm saying come on now. So I have the Seahawks as pretenders, but I I will be pleasantly surprised if if I am proven wrong. The Buccaneers pretenders. Um I've seen the Buccaneers all season. All season they've had trouble running the ball. All season their defense has been getting torched. And there was a lot of opportunities on sun, on Sunday where the Seahawks could have taken advantage of the defense they just didn't. Um t- Aaron Tom Brady still throwing the ball a lot, but he's he looks he looks old. Uh, the Buccaneers, I think they're pretenders. Now I will say this: if this mini win streak propels them to something bigger, I, that would be something that could be something different. Because I mean, if you look, you'll be going against um, what Geno Smith or 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 Kurt Cousins or. Daniel Jones in the playoffs. And I, I would probably pick Tom Brady over them, but you know. But as of right now, I have the Bucks at the contenders. I mean, no, pretenders. I just seen haven't seen greatness all season. So, you know. Uh Jets pretenders. They've they've been they've been really good this year. Uh defensively they've been good. We knew Robert Saul is a defensive coach. They've been great. Um, But I just don't trust him in the playoffs, not to mention the fact that if Brees Hall, their best players out. He still is going to go on with Elijah Moore. I don't know. I got the Jets as pretenders. Um, The Giants pretenders. I, again, Daniel Jones have been incredible this year. Uh, Saquon Barkley looks like he could arguably he could possibly win comeback play of the year. Brian Dayball could win coach of the year. But I just, again, I still don't trust Daniel Jones in a playoff situation. Nah. Uh, The Bills, come on now. I will say this. I think the Bills are contenders, but there's a lot that I've seen from Josh Allen that I'm not liking this season, and that is the turnover turnover problem. Josh Allen has turned the ball over. He's leading the league in turnovers with ten. Seven have come in the last, like, three or four games. And, And... what I'm starting to see with the um with the bills are they are a heavyweight bout that doesn't have a jab, they have a he- boom. Damn, Jalen, you're good. I just I just need to say that because at the start of some the bills the bills kind of remind me of Dante Wilder or Deontay Wilder. The Bills have a heavyweight jab. And if they hit you with that heavy, if they hit you with that uppercut, if they hit you with that haymaker, it's a wrap. You're going down, you're gonna look up, and damn, how are we down 30 to 30 to zero? Like the Bills have the Bills have Deontay Wilder haymaker power. The problem with the Bills, and what I'm seeing this year is they don't have like they don't have a second move they don't have a jab if they don't hit you with haymaker after or if they don't hit you with haymaker after haymaker and and you don't go down what happens i mean we've seen again josh allen kind of presses for some reason they i don't understand how they run him as much as they run him they don't use the they they abandon the uh, the 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 rushing game quicker than they need to they if they'll hit you with a haymaker, they can win. They will destroy you if you get hit with a haymaker like Deontay Wilder. If they don't, you're in a you're in a dogfight. And that's that's the Bills. But I do think they're contenders because I mean you still have their roster is still good. Their roster is still one of the best rosters in the league. You still have Josh Allen. But I'm trying to tell you, bro, if that haymaker, if that haymaker don't go, you know. Uh Cowboys I think they're pretenders I just don't like I don't I don't trust Dak Prescott leading you to anything the defense is still good with Minka Parsons but or Michael Parsons but maybe if they go get Odell Beckham Jr that'll change something but there I don't really trust their offensive or their offensive core uh Tony Pollard is a good running back he, the only problem is he can't block to save his life and then we, you know what's going on with Zeke I just think Cowboys are pretenders as well as the Patriots, the Patriots or for sure contend or pretenders. I don't trust Mac Jones in the playoffs at all. Uh, I don't even know if they'll make the playoffs, but hey, in the 49ers, I I say they're contenders. The only, the only caveat I have is of course, Jimmy G Uh, we've seen multiple instances where Jimmy G will give it to the other, other team. Um, I do. I will. And I've said this multiple times, the 49ers is the best roster in the league it's just and and they looked really good on sunday uh i just I just what what jimmy g are you gonna get i mean when you have christian mccaffrey and, and and the piece that you have i do think that they're a little too uh kyle shanahan dependent it's like they to me this team could not go off script and that that kind of is a cause for concern so you know uh we'll see but outside of that washington pretenders uh i think the chargers due to all the injuries are pretenders this year cincinnati pretend ah mm, i think cincinnati could be a contender which is surprising that i even feel that way uh seeing as how i thought they would be but cincinnati still has one of the best offenses in the league uh they are really good so you got to give it to cincy you know so that's my contender or pretender list. Um, let me know who I'm leaving out. Let me know who I'm missing, and we'll talk about it. So let's move forward. Uh, Shouts out to Alex Pereira for beating Israel Adesanya um, in UFC 281. That hands Israel Adesanya his second UFC loss. Uh, he's 23-2. and two. And I th- – that boy, that man, Alex Pereira, I think he retired from the league. And he's like, he doesn't like the, U, he doesn't like MMA or UFC. He just came to beat Israel Adesanya. Israel Adesanya lost, lost to Alex Pereira in the kickboxing thing. But yeah, it was a really good, it was a really good night. Dustin uh, Poyer beat Michael Chandler. That was a really good, that was a bloody fight. Um, yeah. Willie Zhang beat Carla Espazania. S es, Espre- I, I said your name wrong. I know I butchered both of y'all names. I apologize. It was a good fight. Um, it was a good fight night. Uh, it was really good. But shouts out to Alex Pereira for going out like a G, and beating Israel Adesanya, and then retiring from the UFC. <laughs> ah, that's that's tough, man. let's move forward um James Wiseman is getting sent to the G League getting sent down to the G League Golden State's big man who had high hopes for and I here's the thing I still have high hopes for James Wiseman James Wiseman will still be great it's just he has not played a lot of basketball in his career I think since high school he's played like maybe 10-15 games since high school uh, we know he got sus or he he got suspended or left Memphis. Uh, his first year in Golden State, he got hurt, so he just needs to play more basketball. Now, if he continues to play basketball and he doesn't improve, then of course we'll talk about it then. But I just think he needs more basketball because, th- especially when you play for a team like Golden State, their pace and and what they need you for, their expectations are high. You can't half ass. You can't. You can't have step, or you're going to be out, and that's what we're seeing from James Wiseman. I mean, his defensive rotations are bad. His 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 screens are terrible. He, it, it doesn't it doesn't he hasn't he hasn't worked. Now people can say that he doesn't fit Golden State system, but as we've seen, JaVel McGee fit Golden State system to a T, and James Wiseman is. A lot of people think at you know, when he plays his best is clearly better than than uh Javel McGee, seeing as though he was a second overall pick. So I think it'll be good for him going to the G League, just get more minutes, get more games. And I, I do think that coming down, I will say this. Look towards Trey's deadline. If James Wiseman not only isn't back on the Golden State Warriors and being efficient for the Golden State Warriors, he could possibly be on that block. That's all I'm saying on that. But I do think that James Wiseman just needs more, more, more playing time, honestly. So, and lastly, before we go, I just want to say congratulations and shouts out to the Indiana Fever for uh, winning the WNBA lottery. Uh, I think this is the first time in, in franchise history that they got the number one overall pick. We know some great players that have gone through the Indiana Fever, like Tamika Catchings, Uh so shouts out to shouts out to indiana uh i more than likely they're probably going to go with leah boston leah boston is arguably the best player in college basketball right now as far as women's college basketball i will say az az fudd but i don't even think she can come out um yeah maybe Paige beckers but she's out for the season with the with the acl thing so i don't know We still got a long ways to go from there, but I'm just saying shouts out to the Indiana Fever for winning the draft lottery. So, and there you have it. That has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. If you want an Unpopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, long sleeve, joggers, sweater, the link is in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. It's cold as hell outside. So get your hoodies, get your sweaters, get your Unpopular Podcast merch today. Also, please subscribe to if you're listening, please subscribe to if you're watching. I'd appreciate it and it means a lot to me. And until next time, much love.
1: Free. That mean I ain't gotta worry 'bout no fuck nigga cheat, and I'm single again. Y'all start hanging out the window with my wretched ass free. I'm free. Fuck nigga free. That mean I ain't gotta worry wear no fuck nigga cheat, and I'm single again. Y'all start hanging out the window with my wretched ass friends. go, 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 go. Is it? To the old beat glow. You can catch me at them, trap traffic tent slam with your hoes. I ain't popping out at parties. Gotta boo me for a show. He say, I yeah, be living fast. Nah, pussy boy, you slow. Hey, we hopping out in red lights. Twerkin' good. on them headlights. Yep. She say she can't come outside today. That means she's scared, right? <laughs> I be put up in the winter, in the summer. Pop out head night. ragging on that nigga top. He better hold his head tight. Watch. Anyways, life's great. Pussy still good. Still eating cake. Wishing that a bitch would. Got my foot up on they necks as a bitch shoot Wait, On guns I'm L-R-E-E, full nigga free Whoa. That mean I ain't gotta worry about no fuck nigga cheap And I'm S-I-N-G-L-E again I oh. fight hanging out the window with my ratchet ass friends I'm L-R-E-E Fuck, nigga fuck. That mean I ain't got a word about no fuck nigga cheap Woo. And I'm S-I-N-G-L-E again yeah. Y'all hanging out the window with my ratchet ass friends At the red light, twerking on them headlights At the red light, twerking on them headlights At the red light, twerking on them headlights, the light, on, them headlights.
0: The-
1: <laughs> on the con